I'm WSB's Herman Kane, and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Perez in for Mark Aram till midnight tonight. It's a fitting night to be raining out. It is a sad day. Prince died. I was shocked and saddened by that. I had just seen him last month on uh, on this tour, the a piano, a piano and a microphone. I saw him in the Bay Area. I know he had canceled a couple of shows here. He went, uh, had to have an emergency landing on his plane with flu-like symptoms, and they found him today in an elevator on his compound, unresponsive, and he, they pronounced him dead shortly thereafter. But I was really shocked because when I saw him, he did great. It was a great concert. He was riding back and forth uh, for his, like, five encores on a little bicycle. I mean, he seemed totally fine, and it... It got me wondering. I knew that he had uh, uh, had flu-like symptoms, and that he had once before declined to do a medical procedure. He was supposed to get hip replacement surgery, but he didn't because he couldn't get a blood transfusion uh, since he had converted to Jehovah's Witness. And I, I knew that he converted because at the show, this is the only time I found out about that, he refused to play some of his old songs that I think he considered to be risque or immoral. And I, I remember when I saw Cat Stevens, who had like very controversially converted to Islam, he also wouldn't play stuff that he considered to be immoral from his old repertoire. But it got me thinking about uh, if maybe he refused treatment, but I, you know, from my research, Jehovah's Witnesses don't don't uh, decline medical treatment. There's just a, a biblical interpretation that you can't get a blood transfusion. But it also reminded me of Jim Henson, who died at 53, also complaining of flu-like symptoms. By the time he went to the hospital, uh, it was he was way far gone, and they could not save him. And it was widely claimed that he did not seek medical help because of his Christian scientist background. His family said that wasn't true, that he hadn't been practicing. But what he died of was uh, the strep bacteria. So when you get strep throat, you go to the doctor, you get antibiotics, it's gone. But if you don't treat it, it can travel into your organs. And my mother lost a kidney. She had to have a kidney removed. And we always thought it was because she had scarlet fever when she was a kid, which is a kind of strep. So I'm always super grateful for antibiotics. And I like run to the uh, to the doctor anytime me or my kids have my kids or I have strep. And uh, I'm very grateful for modern medicine. And I would never like be so arrogant as to think that I could live in a world that has strep throat and not uh, and not antibiotics. But 
I've been thinking a lot about modern medicine and modern health lately because, in part, I'd heard some some really compelling videos about the that the biggest contribution modern medicine really made was antibiotics and that our tremendous increase in longevity has a lot more to do with a reduction in infant mortality, not so much because of vaccines and antibiotics, but because of understanding uh, germs and hygiene and sanitation. And that's really where most of the bang for the buck comes. I'm not disparaging, you know, an appendicitis or uh, antibiotics. And I, 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 think it's crazy when people refuse medical treatment and die for it. I, I just don't believe that I can never identify with that kind of uh, behavior. But I started to rethink some of uh, my presumptions about modern medicine when uh, when I heard some of these exposés about like the Rockefellers going into kind of creating the pharmaceutical industry based on petrochemicals back then when they were got into the oil business maybe a hundred years ago or more or less and and that a lot of modern medicine is really just designed to get you to take more drugs and that that's not always the best thing for you now i i'm never going to throw this stuff under the bus that i rely on so much but i think there is something to be at least worth exploring when it comes to all the pharmaceuticals that are pushed on, and I and I really think they are pushed. That's that's some of the stuff that I was coming up with. Is that apparently information is suppressed? I was watching a video of, of Cheryl Atkinson at the TED conference. TED is like a digital or it's a tech conference, and people make these speeches that tend to be pretty powerful. And she was the reporter who exposed Operation Fast and Furious and really got kicked out of the mainstream media, or so it seemed like a cause and effect thing. And she, her speech was about how you can think that you are observing real dialogue about, and she actually was talking about pharmaceuticals, about uh, a drug. You can hear different doctors' opinions. You can even go to Wikipedia and you can find all the studies. And her claim was that she was basing it on a real example and that big pharma basically controls all that information that you think you're getting independent information but all that stuff kind of on the you know the first presentation when you you know do your google search that stuff's all basically controlled so i started opening my mind to some of this and and one big catalyst right now for this kind of thinking is this movie you might have heard of called Vaxxed, which was supposed to be in the Tribeca Film Festival, and Robert De Niro, apparently under pressure, removed it from the roster. And there's been a bit of a backlash. And lots of of listeners have emailed me and posted me and stuff saying that I should that please tell people that tomorrow in front of the CDC from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. is a uh, rally, Truth, Trans- Transparency, and Freedom. So there's a big and growing anti-vaccine movement and then uh, a very strong backlash against that, that it puts people in danger to not vaccinate your kids. And I never seriously questioned the the safety of vaccines. I remember I had a uh, I heard the stuff about vaccines and autism and a friend of mine was a doctor and she said that it was one study. It was debunked. Even I think she said maybe it was retracted. And I gave my kids vaccines, tons of them. I bet my kids have been vaccinated with like 30 different vaccines each. Although this year, 
the doctor suggested I give my daughter Gardasil. And I said no, because I had read, I read this. I mean, I didn't do a big study, but I just thought, uh, it's good enough for me that the Japanese had taken it off their vaccination roster schedule because some, it looked like it might have a link with fertility problems. So I said, ah, it's not been around long enough. I don't want to do it. I was so surprised. I mean, this is a guy who's given my kids a lot of vaccines. He really pushed back on me. He was like, uh, I think he called me superstitious. <laughs> I was like, I'm not superstitious. Tried to explain to me the difference between causation and correlation and coincidence. I was like, hey, man, it's just this one vaccine. Like, what's the big deal? Uh, so I, I, that was my only or my first experience with the the kind of pressure to get your kids vaccinated. And Gardasil is not for something that's, you know, communicable in a public place. So I didn't even understand what the pressure was coming from for that. But as I started to do a little more research into it, I uh, found a a really interesting article. I've noticed that several people... Young people I know, like, you know, 40 or under, have been diagnosed with cancer. And it's it's devastating. And I thought it seemed like there was a higher incidence of cancer. I just wondered if, you know, what is it? Is it cell phones? Is it what we're eating? I don't know. And I happened to come upon an article that by Dr. Don Miller, who said that childhood diseases can not only impart lifelong immunities to those diseases. So if you get a vaccine, it wears off. And when you're an adult, you're vulnerable to childhood diseases when they could really be much more serious when you're an adult. So it's that. But he said another thing that it does, it develops this uh, part of your immune system that helps prevent cancer, thwart cancer, recognize it, that there there are different immune systems in your body that that can be developed by high fevers and things like that and i was thinking wow like my kids maybe they've each had one fever and i've just pummeled them with tylenol and advil alternating every two hours i mean that fever could not get through and now i wonder maybe that was a mistake so whatever it doesn't matter for me because i've already vaccinated them and there's not much i can do but but i'm just thinking about it you know if i had it to do over again maybe i wouldn't give them the stuff that's for stuff that isn't life-threatening like measles or chicken pox maybe i just do the stuff that's super serious then i saw that california passed a law this is governor brown who really they used to call him governor moonbeam like he should really be in touch with his crunchy side and he signed this law that says you cannot send your kids to school public or private if they haven't been vaccinated. So that's where the libertarian in me says, I don't know, you can't, you know, if you are literally disobeying someone's rule at a private school that says you must have a vaccine and you lie to them and you send your kid there, yes, that is wrong and you should not be able to do that. But if you actually establish a uh, a school with rules that you can all live with, and or, uh, you know, you sh- in my opinion, you should be able to make that decision for yourself and your kids, especially if there's a question of fact as to whether or not it is actually good for the kids or society. But I know it has people have very uh, emotional reactions to it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. Uh, you can also tweet at me at Monica Perez show. So I will I want to get into a little bit why I've begun to question if 
I've always I always question the the political news. It's very easy for me to look at a, a an unfolding story, hear eyewitness reports, see the images, watch what's happening, follow the story, and then over the next few days see the story morph. The national media change it. The official narrative not match what I saw with my own eyes. It's easy to debunk that stuff. It's a lot harder to debunk the science stuff because you're not doing the the lab work. You, I mean, how much real ability do you have to discern fact from fiction on that? But so I never even thought to really question it. But a few things have begun to convince me. So we'll talk about that after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez in for Mark Aram talking about uh, vaccines. I'm going to Charlie in Atlanta. Hi, Charlie. You're on with Monica. Thank you. I, uh, I called to tell you that you're wrong about California in particular, that I think Governor Brown did the right thing by signing a bill requiring that all school children be vaccinated, whether they go to public or private school. And I, I would say to libertarians and others who, who object to that, uh, you can homeschool your children, your children. Well, but but you have to you can't get out of paying the taxes. So what by what right do you have to tell people who go to a private school with all anti-vaxxers that they can't have that establishment? Because they don't live in an enclosed environment where they're all all together all the time. But if everybody else is vaccinated, isn't the risk on them? No, that it, it's a matter of what's called herd immunity. And I'm not sure. I think that's a question of fact. I've read things that say there is no such thing. Well, herd immunity is a very well-established thing. And, and it's, it's true in herds of all animals, including human animals. And, and this is something that people really, you know, I, I think that people really need to understand the science. I mean, there is actual science going on. I totally agree with you. And here's the thing, is that because science has been hijacked by the government and their research, and you've got this, like, academic, corporate, governmental continuum, and uh, science gets, a, you can't trust mainstream science all the time. So then you have real questions of fact and that's when I say err on the side of liberty. Well, all, all I can say to that is this. My father was a research scientist who did uh, uh, actually uh, well-known, famous research in a, in, 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 a, in a particular area in biochemistry. And he could not have survived. He and his fellow scientists could not have survived without government grants. They all live on government grants. from the Okay, National so Institute so then what happens when they say something that doesn't fit into the agenda and they get kicked out of the grant program? Well, that's the I, problem. I, I think that I, I think that you have to understand that all scientific research is reported in peer-reviewed journals, and peer-reviewed journals ensure that what comes out is factual. One of the how how do they ensure that when all the peers are getting paid by the same guy who has the same agenda? It, like I'm it, serious. They, that's but that's not how it works. That really I don't know. Some people think that is how it works. Well, it, well, it's factually not how it works. All right. Well, let's see if we can get uh, more opinions on this. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is a very polarizing topic. Should kids be forced to 
get uh, vaccines or should it be up to the parents, maybe for public schools, maybe if they're, you know, but as a libertarian, I don't believe in public schools. Uh, call me or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. Howard. From Dunwoody to Douglasville. Washington to Woodstock. Whenever and wherever there's Inter severe weather, a traffic red alert, or breaking news. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center will break in. Depend on it. This is Monica Perez in for Mark Aram. You might know me from my show Saturday afternoons. I'm the libertarian voice on WSB talking about vaccines. Normally, I'll do my homework and crack the code on something. It's almost always pretty easy to figure out what's going on when you watch the national news, Fox or CNN, and it doesn't match uh, eyewitness reports or things that you've read that you know is the real story. I can usually crack the code on stuff like that pretty convincingly. When it comes to science, it's a little bit harder. So, And sometimes there are, and actually in this case, I'm a hardcore libertarian, but there are competing rights issues. I talked not too long ago about the death penalty. I mean, that's an issue that libertarians can disagree on. I think mostly they're against it, but I could make an argument for it. And I and I have I've I've been on both sides. I've actually believed both sides of that argument. And the same thing with vaccines. I mean, you have to it, it is a competing rights issue assuming you know and a lot of times the competing rights issues come down to what the facts really are are you really putting people in danger as a libertarian i'm such a hardcore libertarian i actually think that the government does more harm than good like really in in the here and now not just theoretically i call it a pathocracy and i've and if if you and that society is self-ordering, that's my that's how extreme a libertarian I am. But just for the moment, let's identify that that includes the proposition that all property is private. So your restaurants are private, your roads are private, you know, who builds them, automobile manufacturers, uh, oil companies, real estate developers, they get built, but they're private. Your schools are private. Everything's private. So your associations are voluntary and there doesn't have to be laws for everybody to do the exact same thing because this i think is a question of fact so uh you can make your own decision that's my basic gut reaction but i am uh, happy to have the conversation and i would most of all just say i i believe that it is worth approaching this issue with an open mind because i do i think it is obvious that the extremely powerful network of corporations and universities and government funding does have an agenda and it goes to the commercial end of it so big pharma wants to sell stuff they are not going to say oh we're we are voluntarily going out of business because we found something bad they don't do that, and there's evidence that they actually cover that stuff up. So yeah, I think you have to kind of take with a grain of salt the super mainstream uh, narrative and do a little bit of your own homework. I would say when in doubt, err on the side of liberty. But boy, this is a hot topic. So I'm going to take your calls. I, as a general rule, take calls in order. I don't screen out any opinions. So we're going to see what the raw reactions are, what people really Feel and think in Atlanta, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to John and Dawson. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, not bad. A couple of things. Um, 
I mean, when I was little, I was vaccinated. didn't hurt me too much. But nowadays, I think just the sheer volume of chemicals and stuff that are put in the vaccines that newborns are given and then also in just the city water. I mean, we heard, you heard not long ago about the lead in the Flint, Michigan water supply. And it's there's definitely something there that the government doesn't want everybody to know about because if they know about it, they're going to panic. Well, they so, put they they actually put fluoride in the water on purpose, and even that I would say is an issue that after decades is still not resolved. I really well, don't know the answer. I like the fluoride because my kids' teeth are strong. I think that's why. I don't know. Well, I'll say I I live out in the country. I've got well water and a septic tank. And so I grew up drinking well water, spring water, but I work down in the city. And last summer, I, for whatever reason, decided I was just going to drink the water there at the shop that I work at. And I don't know, it didn't sit right with me. So I just, I felt off all the time. And as soon as I stopped drinking the water there and went back to drinking just the water at the house, I was fine again. How are your teeth, John? How are your kids' teeth? Fine. I went to the dentist the other day. It's been five years since I was there, and they said that they couldn't find anything wrong with them. Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel like anecdotally, when you just uh, try to figure out from your own experience what the truth is, it's it's basically impossible. I mean, that's what the scientific method is for. And I never seriously questioned the scientific method or the information we were getting. But uh, I saw this video of Cheryl Atkinson saying that, that that big pharma does influence the information you get on the Internet. But I also have read about a case for a long time and I just didn't click. It didn't click to me that it was Monsanto or what the issue was. The case was Jane Aker. She was a former CNN anchor. She was then at this point a Fox affiliate reporter and she and her partner made a a really thorough study of uh, the amount of antibiotics and the nasty stuff that happens when cows are uh, over medicated like that. Uh, And it made Monsanto look bad it was their product and they didn't want that news story coming out so they wrote a letter to Roger Ailes threatening him according to the court case that or the summary of the court case that I read that ad sales would be gravely damaged if he let this thing go and it went back and forth a few times ultimately the reporters got fired they won in court only to be overturned on appeal because it's just a, a an FCC policy and not actually a law that the news be truthful. So these people had to pay Fox's legal fees of $200,000 because it was okay to deliberately, they actually ended up deliberately putting wrong information into the report that actually eventually went on the air. So when I realized that, these big companies have that kind of influence, not over just advertising and studies, but the news itself. Then I started to think, how are you going to find the truth? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to Sarah in Marietta. Hi, Sarah. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I've been writing you for a long time, and uh, I'm a little bit radio shy. I'll try to condense what would be the uh, comments from me for the next three days in <laughs> a few sentences. But... Um, I'm a 70-year-old grandmother, but I'm very pro-life, and I, through my pro-life work, 
seven and a half years ago, a comment was made that some teens were made using aborted fetal tissue. I started investigating that, and it ended up being like these rabbit holes to talk about. But I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing you, Sarah. Okay, I'm on my cell phone. Can you hear me okay? Now? Yes, I can. But so, okay. so give it to me in a nutshell in case I lose you again. All right. I said that through my pro-life work, I began to investigate seven and a half years ago the fact that some vaccines were made using aborted fetal tissue. That began to lead me down a rabbit hole where I began to realize a lot worse things. I mean, not a lot worse. That's horrible. But that was only one of the horrible things about vaccines. I have now studied vaccines for seven and a half years. In every spare moment, they are neither safe nor effective. There is a revolving door between the people that uh, are the heads of the companies, the manufacturing companies that make the vaccines and the FDA. They have to wait 365 days after they've been in the FDA before they can get a job outside. Um, I have seen, I have seen, uh, done by the manufacturers. Yeah. The vaccine court that most people don't even know about has already paid out, I think $3 billion in awards and you have to jump through. I don't know how many hoops. Yeah. I thought they were basically, uh, immunized against being sued for that kind of stuff. Do you can sue a vaccine manufacturer and get paid out? And the government has refused to ever do a study comparing vaccinated against unvaccinated, unvaccinated children, even though uh, one of my heroes, Dr. Mayor Eisenstein from Chicago, who had under his belt like 75,000 patients who were unvaccinated over the last 25 years, he would have been a perfect example because none of them had autism. They didn't have childhood diabetes. Yeah, this is something, so Sarah, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I This is one thing that, I mean, I'm just talking a couple of months ago. Uh, I heard a, a doctor, Jennifer Daniels, who really blew my mind. I mean, this was super radical stuff she was saying, and I still haven't absorbed it all. And I haven't, I, you know, at this point, I can't verify or not verify. But when she was talking about her practice and actually observing the results of a highly uh, interventionist pharmaceutical medicine and other approaches she was taking, she claimed that her mortality rate went to zero. Now, I mean, I, you know, this is just anecdotal stuff. And I, and I understand that you've researched it. And my guess, you know, if I had done the work you, you had done, I could swear to it. For me, I'm just at the stage where I'm like, you know what, maybe we should have an open mind about this. But what, what should people do, Sarah? What do you want them to do? Um, (laughs) I could give them my email. No, I no. Also, I you, also, you told the screener you wanted to tell them about uh, I suggest, a protest. Okay. I suggest, okay, the protest tomorrow is to protest the fraud, manipulation, and cover-up uh, of the falsification of vaccine safety data involving Dr. William Thompson, who is one of the CDC scientists. Um, they haven't fired him yet, probably because they put a muzzle around all the mainstream media when it came out that he had admitted this over the telephone. He's willing to testify in Congress, and apparently we haven't been able to get that through yet. But um, it's it's a fact that he and his team, he was one of four or five scientists that were working on a link between autism, uh, between uh, the, MMI, MMI, 
the MMR vaccine in autism, and they came out with a positive link to where African-American boys, if they took the MMR vaccine on schedule, would have a higher chance of getting autism, and they just, part of it, they threw it in the trash. They did. They manipulated the data. Yeah, I've read. People out. That's in the vast movie. But right. there's a Dr. Andrew Wakefield in there also, whom the mainstream media wants to trash. Okay. All right. I don't want to get into the weeds. I feel like we're getting into the weeds. So I, I do want to see that movie. I know there is this rally at uh, at the CDC tomorrow from 7 a.m. till 2. If uh, I think... I actually linked to a lot of people asked me to tell people about it. So I linked to it on my Facebook page. You can go through my website, Monica Perez show and go to my Facebook page and look at that. And you can comment if you, if you want to rebut, you can comment there. You can go to my uh, Twitter page at Monica Perez show and I can read some tweets. Also, you can call 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. But this is a, uh, an issue where people feel very strongly on both sides. Thank you very much for the call, Sarah. More calls after the break. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. This is Monica Perez filling in for Mark Aram talking about vaccines. And I'm telling you, people feel very strongly on both sides of the issue. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to you, Carol. Hi, Carol. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I actually currently work in the research field, and we do clinical trials. And I know firsthand, because we did a flu vaccine, previously vaccinated and not previously vaccinated. It is one of the most heavily regulated industries there are. The institutional review boards, you can't even say boo, you can't even sneeze. I don't know any other industry that I've worked in several, but it's so heavily regulated and you are under such a microscope. And it's maddening to me that people don't understand the dangers of not being vaccinated. What are the dangers of not being vaccinated for the flu? Well, but the flu can kill you, and it can kill children and elderly people faster than anything. And it kills people more than, like, the incidence of Jillian Barre, that kind of thing? Like, because there are, you know, you can get that from the flu vaccine. I know one person. And Me too. All these being in the medical industry that got Jillian Barre, and she was an adult. And she was not a child. And there was no difference in these children. And we signed confidentiality agreements, so I can't say anything else. But I'm telling you So that. you can't give me, I was going to ask you to send me the links to the studies. You can't give me any well, of the studies? Well, they can until the, this drug's got to come to market. I'm going to have to finish everything. It's, it's a very heavy regulated industry. Right. I, I think, I wonder, child. though, if Sarah There's was talking about the childhood vaccines. Yeah, they were children. They were children from the age of But four, not a flu, of like the mandatory vaccines. Like California doesn't have a mandatory flu vaccine, but it has the other vaccines are mandatory. Yeah, we didn't do those vaccines. But I'm talking about the gentleman, you were talking earlier about the um, industry uh, results of people that are paid to do this. It's Yes, the doctors are paid for when the people come in, but it's so heavily regulated by people that are not paid. The institution rewards cannot be involved in the pharmaceutical companies. They cannot have stock in the pharmaceutical companies. Well, but there is that revolving door. I mean, wasn't Rumsfeld... Uh, didn't he go back and forth? He was the head of Monsanto and then uh, worked in government during the whole NutraSweet thing. They, there is a revolving door. They do have influence at the very highest levels. I think that is true. 
Yeah, but they're not down there in the sites, and the, the chemical research sites are the ones that do the studies, and those study coordinators are the ones that are seeing the patients, and those principal investigators are the ones that are seeing the patients, and they're the ones that collect the data and transmit the data and turn it in, not these higher up. Right, but but I can't see the data, so I can't evaluate it. Right, but I, but the flu vaccine. Once the drug gets passed and goes to market, you can you can go to clinicaltrials.gov and see it. I don't know. The flu vaccine just seems like it's a big money thing. They push it on you like crazy. I I don't know any. I know someone who got Jillian Barre, but I don't know anyone who ever died of the flu. I I have known people that died of the flu. The you flu, know people who died of the flu? Yes, I do. Yes, and and children that have died from the flu. Personally, in my life, the flu is much more dangerous than people give it. People give it credit. I'm not. For. That is one of those questions of fact that I think uh, I want to investigate because I because I do. A lot of you get the flu, and if the flu is not taken care of, you don't get on the the. That's why they have that. Um, what's it called? The Theraflu now, or the Tamiflu, the prescription one that works very good, but you have to get it within so many hours. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like. If, if something's that big that everybody has to do it, you would think it would be more widespread, that you would actually, you know, your own reality. I have just never known anybody who died of the flu. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.